This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. Can you imagine what life would be like if you were to get up one, mo one morning and some of the things to which you had become accustomed no longer existed? For, for example, how would life be like and what would you do if we no longer had electricity. Oh, how that would change our life. Or suppose we no longer had automobiles and we had to either ride bicycles or walk or run, maybe ride an animal to the places we wanted to go. Or what would it be like if we no longer had grocery stores? You see, if some, some of the things to which we have become accustomed are just sort of taken for granted. It, it, but if those things were removed from the life and we no longer had access to them, well, it'd make a big impact on our lives. But, but I got to thinking about it. Just suppose God hadn't sent His Son into this world. How, how would that impact us? Just suppose God had not sent His Son. We want to talk about that today. My name is Billy Lambert, and I, I'm the speaker on Getting to Know Your Bible, and I want to welcome you to our telecast today, and I want to urge you to stay tuned as we discuss that topic. Suppose Jesus Christ had not come into the world if God had not sent His Son. Now, on Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. We want you to have the course absolutely free of charge, and you can take it online or you can write to us and we will send it to you. But in order that you know, might know more about the course and what you need to do to get the course for yourself, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I'd like to read now from 1 Timothy, chapter 1, beginning in verse 13. Who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor, and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying, and worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Suppose God had not sent His Son. You know, it's an undisputed fact, substantiated by Scripture, that Christ Jesus came into this world. For, for example, in Philippians, the second chapter, beginning at verse 5, Have this mind in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, who existed in the form of God, counted it not a robber to be equal with God, 
but emptied himself in the form of a servant. And that's talking about Jesus Christ coming into the world in the form of man. In John chapter 1, verse 14, the Bible says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. In John 6 and 38, Jesus said, I came down from heaven, not to be, do my own will, but the will of Him that sent me. So, so that tells us Jesus Christ came into the world. And Paul in the 15th verse that I just read says that Christ Jesus came into the world. And He came into the world with a mission, and the mission was to save sinners. Jesus Christ was co-eternal with God before He came in the world. Colossians 1.16 says He was before all things, and by Him all things consist. That means that Jesus has always been. His goings forth have been from old, from everlasting, according to Micah chapter 5 and verse 2. But Jesus Christ came into this world in human form. He did not come in a full-grown body, but He came into the world as a baby. And His birth was predicted in the Old Testament. In Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In that particular passage of Scripture, not only was it predicted that a child was going to be born, there really was nothing unusual about that, children are born every day, but then the sex of the child was predicted, and a son would be born. That son would be in a position of rulership, and his name was called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. The only one that that could remotely refer to is the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ came into this world in human form, born of a woman without the seed or the agency of man being involved. Back in Genesis, the third chapter and verse 15, the Bible says, I put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. When, when, that, when that prophecy was fulfilled, when Jesus Christ came into the world through the seed of woman without the seed of man being involved, that is a virgin birth. In, in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4, the Bible reads like this, And when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son made of a what? Made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that, uh, that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Jesus Christ existed with God in eternity, but He came into this world, He was born of woman, and then he had a wonderful childhood living with his earthly father and his mother. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 49, when they went up to the temple, Jesus told his parents, No, you're not. I must be about my father's business. In Matthew the third chapter, verses 15 to 17, Jesus was baptized by John. And then in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 10, he was taken by the Spirit into the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil. 
And then Jesus began His ministry for some three and one-half years. But Jesus Christ was rejected for the whole of His life. He came to His own, and His own received Him not, according to John chapter 1 and verse 11. In Matthew 21 and verse 42, Jesus said, Have you not read in the Scriptures, The stone which the builders rejected is become the head of the corner. Jesus Christ lived a life of rejection among men. Eventually, He was betrayed by one of His own. For the price of a common slave, for thirty pieces of silver, Judas betrayed the Son of God. And then he was put on trial. He went before Annas and then Caiaphas and Philip and the Herod back to, to or rather uh, Pilate, then to Herod and then back to Pilate. And Jesus Christ then died upon the cross of Calvary for the sins of the world. There's never been a crueler death known than crucifixion. And then he was buried in a borrowed tomb. And three days later he came forth from that tomb victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And then finally he ascended back to his Father. And right now he's sitting at the right hand of God. He's promised to come back someday. He said, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus Christ has already come into the world. But now just suppose God didn't send him. And he was sent. He was sent for certain. In John 4, 34, Jesus said, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. God sent him. In John 6, 38, he said, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. He was sent by the Father in heaven. In John 9 and 4, Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me. I have to do my Father's will. He sent me to do certain things, and I must do it. Jesus Christ was sent into the world. And now go back to our text in 1 Timothy 1.15. Christ Jesus came into the world. He was sent into the world. Why? To save sinners, Paul said, of whom I am chief. But just suppose God didn't send him. What would be the consequence? Well, we wouldn't have a perfect pattern for living, would we? In 1 Peter 2, 21, Peter said, For hereunto were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow His steps. Jesus gave us a pattern to follow. Jesus gave us a, a life to live. He showed us how to live. In 1 John 2 and verse 6, we're told that we ought to walk even as He walked. And, and in many people look to other people for their patterns of living. Some look to certain famous singers. Some look to people out in Hollywood. Some look to politicians. Some look to athletes. And they, want to, they admire these people. They want to live just like these people. But those people can lead you astray. If the blind lead the blind, they're going to both fall in the ditch, Jesus said. I want to follow somebody... That will, if I were to follow this individual, I would follow God. I would follow a way that leads me to everlasting glory. And that's by following Jesus. In 1 John 2 and 6, we're to walk as He walked. 
But we all with open face, beholding as a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Paul wrote that in 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 18. Someone says, what in the world does that mean? And that simply means when I find out what Jesus is all about, when I find out how Jesus lived, when I follow the example of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to be living a better life. I'm to pattern my life after Him. I, I pattern my attitude after Jesus. Have this mind in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Where do, what kind of an attitude do you have today? As a husband, as a father, what kind of an attitude do you have? As a mother, as a wife, what about your attitude? Or as a son or a daughter, what's the attitude you have? We ought to have the attitude that we learn from the Lord Jesus Christ. What about our speech? Jesus Christ, we are told in 1 Peter 2, 22, when He was reviled, He threatened not. Now, if you were reviled, if you were persecuted, if you were talked about, if you were maligned, would you try to fight back? Or would you be like Jesus and threaten not? And we learn from Jesus how to be committed. Think about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, prostrate on the ground, praying to His Father in heaven, pouring out His soul to His Father. And He said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass. What cup? The, the cup of suffering. The cup of, the, of death on the cross. That's what He's talking about. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. In other words, I'm resigned, Father, to do what you sent me in this world to do, and you sent me in this world to die on the cross for the sins of the world. We need to learn commitment from Jesus. But if Jesus had not come in the world, we wouldn't have a pattern to live by. Jesus gives us a pattern to live by. And if Jesus, God had not sent Jesus into this world, if He had not sent His Son into the world as He did, we would not have an advocate with God. Listen to 1 John chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. My little children, these things write unto you that you sin not. But, but if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And He's a propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. An advocate is a person, uh, to put it in colloquial language, he argues your case before a throne, before a judge. And Jesus Christ is the one who presents our case before God. In Hebrews 7.25, we're told that He ever lives to make intercession for us. And He is our advocate before God's throne. But we wouldn't have one if God had not sent His Son into the world. He pleads our case. Jesus is our high priest. Hebrews 4.15 says, We have not an high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was tempted in all points like as are we yet without sin. Jesus never sinned. But inasmuch as Jesus lived in a fleshly body. And Jesus was subjected to all of the temptations that we are subjected to. He understands. Now did Jesus sin? Absolutely not. He did no sin. Neither was any guile found in his mouth. 1 Peter chapter 2. But Jesus understands what it is to be tempted. And as our advocate, He can truly plead our case when we come before the throne of God. But now just suppose God had not sent His Son. 
We wouldn't have that advocate with us. Then if God had not sent his son, we would not have a true sense of proper living. Now the life of Jesus Christ has made such a difference in our world that there's not a life that has ever been lived that has so radically impacted our world as did the life of Jesus. His life had an impact upon art, literature, upon music. Just, just think about those three things. If Christ had not come into this world, how impoverished we would be in our art and our, our music and our literature of the world. Because Jesus' life has impacted those things. Jesus Christ has uh, also impacted the home. Changed the home for the better. And Jesus Christ ought to be recognized and, and, and patterned after even before the governments of the world. Jesus Christ gives us a proper sense of living. Jesus Christ lived a life like no other person has ever been able to do. He changed civilization. Before Jesus Christ came, men were talking about things B.C. After Jesus came, they were talking about things A.D. He split the centuries. And today we date our letters from the time of Jesus coming in this world. He's impacted the world. And yet, Jesus never really did a lot of things out of the ordinary. Jesus never traveled very far from home. He, he never wrote a book. He never recorded any music. Jesus never had a cell phone, iPad. Jesus did not own a computer. He did not own an automobile. He, he did not even have a place to call his own. He said that the foxes have holes, the birds have, have nests, the Son of Man has no place to even lay his head. Jesus Christ never made a touchdown. He never hit a home run. He never had a number one selling book. But Jesus Christ stands out as the greatest individual who has ever lived in all of human history. And in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, Jesus has this expression, Learn from me. Learn of me. If you are filled with pride, you can learn about humility from Jesus. He was humble. He emptied himself in the form of a servant. If you're filled with, with pride, you need to learn from Jesus. If you're weak, then you can learn from Jesus and you can learn strength from Jesus. In Philippians 4.13, the Bible says, I can do all things through him which strengtheneth me. If you are tempted, you can learn from Jesus how to overcome that temptation. If you are maligned by other people, you can learn from Jesus how to bless other people that would malign you. And that, that is a very difficult thing to learn, isn't it? And if you are persecuted for righteousness' sake, you can how to learn how to love people 
that persecute you from Jesus. Think about Jesus on the cross saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Oh, we need to learn from Jesus in these days. And if you're tormented, you can learn how to endure from Jesus. And if you're discouraged, you can learn how to persevere from Jesus. You know, Paul said, Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season we will reap if we faint not. And Jesus Christ was the personification of persevering spirit. And then also, if we are discouraged, we, we can learn how to keep going on and on from Jesus. You see, without Jesus, we don't really know how to live our lives. But with Jesus, we do. But see, if God had not sent His Son, we wouldn't have that true sense of proper living. And had God not sent His Son, we would not have an atoning sacrifice. Listen to the favorite verse of all people. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God sent His Son to save humanity. But if God had not sent His Son we would no, have no atoning sacrifice. And when Jesus Christ died upon the cross of Calvary, He died for my sins. I, I don't deserve it. I don't understand why He would do that. I don't deserve that. And that's why it's a matter of God's love and a matter of God's grace. And God gives us what we need and not what we deserve. And then had God not sent His Son into the world, friends, we wouldn't have any hope beyond the grave. Now, some people think that when you die, it's all over. The question is asked in the Old Testament in Job 14, 14, if a man dies, will he live again? And Jesus answered that question by saying in John chapter 11, verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Because of Jesus Christ, we can live again. Jesus came to the home of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, and Lazarus had died. And Martha said to Jesus, if, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus said, he's going to live again. Oh, she said, I know, Lord, he's going to be raised in the resurrection at the last day. But then Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And if God had not sent Jesus into this world, we would not have that hope of life to come beyond the grave. But because of Jesus, we have that hope. Jesus came into this world, lived and died, was buried in a borrowed tomb, and he was raised from the dead by the power of God Almighty. Romans 1 and 4 says, Declared to be the Son of God with the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead by the power of God Almighty. We live in a wonderful, wonderful time. We live in an age of technology. Men are now talking about going to beyond the moon and, and going to distant places out into space. 
And I admire people that can make all of that possible, don't you? I admire the, the ability they have to make all of those kinds of things possible. But let me tell you something. God Almighty has all power in heaven and on earth. And God had the power to raise His Son from the dead and to give us hope of life to come. And without Jesus, without Jesus, there is no hope. But with Jesus, there is. I want to read something to you, chapter 4, beginning in verse number 13, down to the end of that chapter. I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Now think about the word hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent, that is, go before them which are asleep. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with Him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And then he closes that chapter, Wherefore comfort one another with these words. Our comfort today is in the fact that there will be a resurrection of the human body at the end of time. And I know that because God raised Jesus from the dead. And we can say with Paul, Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And because God sent His Son into this world, we have hope of life to come. I want to thank you for watching, getting to know your Bible today. And in the closing moments, let me give you a very personal invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community. If you're unaware of where the church is located in your community, if you'll get in touch with us, call us or email us, then we will get that information to you as quickly as we possibly can. But please visit the Church of Christ at your earliest convenience. Also, right now, pick up your telephone, call for the free Bible Correspondence Course. Or if you prefer, you can take the course online. Many people do. And we want you to study the course. You say, well, why? Because we would urge you to get to know the Bible. That's the title of this telecast, Getting to Know Your Bible. That's the reason that we emphasize the Bible. Thank you for watching today, and may God bless you. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at gettingtoknowyourbible at yahoo.com or call us anytime at 
Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.